There are three main phases of every challenge launch that you need to understand in order to make sure that your launch is an incredible launch and is a smashing success. Each phase has one main focus. And if you drop the ball on this focus, it could mean that your entire launch will fail. So this is the third part of the series on doing successful challenge launches and challenge funnels. So if you haven't caught the first two parts, which are the last two podcast episodes, you may want to go back and listen to those first before diving into this one because they're amazing, if I do say so myself. And I think it will help you have really great context for what we're going to be talking about today. We're going to talk about why I believe challenge launches are one of the most effective things that you can be doing to launch your product or service. In the second part of this series, I talk about how to pick a challenge that's actually going to get you results because if you pick the wrong challenge, it's not gonna help. And then in this third and final part, I'm gonna talk about the three phases. So let's dive in. I'm Jamie M. Swanson, and this is My Personal Brand Journey, the podcast for successful entrepreneurs and influencers who want to scale their business by growing their own personal brand. So let's dive right in. Okay, so now that you've picked the challenge that you're going to be doing for your launch, and again, if you haven't done this, go back and listen to the episode right before this one so you know what a good challenge is versus one that's not going to be effective, because I want to make sure you have an effective challenge. The first phase of the actual launch itself is building anticipation. Now, this is one of the most valuable things I learned from Stu McLaren, and I do attribute this to him because before I learned this from him, I would just launch whatever. Like, I wouldn't tell people I was going to open up. In fact, I felt kind of scared and hesitant to do that that I was going to be launching my product or my course or whatever, because I didn't want them thinking that like I was afraid to sell. Let's just just say it like it is. Like I was really afraid to tell them I was going to be selling them something. I still had a lot of insecurities about myself. I have none of those problems now, now but I had asked you on a Q&A some question about launching. And he talked about how building anticipation was one of the most powerful things you could do for an upcoming launch. And that was totally the opposite of what I was doing. Like I was just like, surprise, I'm launching. And all of a sudden it would be like full launch mode with no prior buildup to it. So this first phase comes well before you begin your challenge when you start teasing people about it. You start saying, hey, I got this thing coming up. We're going to do this challenge together. We're not ready yet, but it's coming. So get excited. Or you can even tell them the date. Like, I know that Stu McLaren's next launch for his tribe experience is starting on April 25th. That's when he's doing his free workshop. And it's going to be awesome. But he's been saying that April 25th date for months. I think he's been saying it since last summer. And so he is like the master of building anticipation. I know that number or that date off the top of my head because he said it so many times. And it's really valuable to take a page out of Stu's book and build that anticipation. When I made that single change to my launches, and this is for every launch, not just challenge launches, but I think it's especially valid for challenge launches because you need people to set the time aside to do it. But when you make that change, when I made that change, that's when my launches started to really grow in a big way. And I had had a marketing course years ago 
that was kind of a generic marketing for photographers. And I ran it for four years. And in year three, my numbers started to decline fairly significantly launch over launch. It was a pretty scary thing. I think I talked about it in early episodes of this podcast, if you want to go and listen to it. But the thing that started to bring them back and make my numbers go back up again was this building anticipation. So before you even begin your challenge, you need to be building anticipation and telling people it's coming. And you need to do it without fear. You need to do this a lot. Like, don't be afraid to tell them it's coming and to tell them the date that it's coming and what it is that's coming. During this phase, I'm also like, I generally about two to three weeks before the challenge begins, start building a challenge list. So it's an email list that they can opt into to get signed up for the challenge. I also have a many chat option so that they can have a messenger version of this as well. But if they want to get the script that I do in my challenge, they have to be signed up via email and they have to specifically sign up for the challenge itself. Now, the reason I do this is because this is a micro commitment that they make. Even if they're already on my list, I send out an email to them. I let them know that it's coming and then I make them click a link to sign up because I want them to take action. I want them to actively engage with it and not just assume they want to be part of it because when they make that commitment, even if it's just as small as clicking a link, they're more likely to actually come and do the challenge, which leads me into phase two, which is during the challenge. So the first phase is everything leading up to the start of the challenge. And that's all building anticipation and then starting the opt-in process to get people signed up for the challenge. And you want them to take some sort of action, even the people who are currently following you, right? To say that they want to be part of the challenge. Once the challenge starts, the focus switches completely to helping people do the challenge. It's all about getting them to consume my challenge content and put it into practice. So at this point, and I see this with a lot of people where, you know, you require an opt-in to get all the information for the challenge. At this point, I actually do my videos on Facebook and I run ads to them to get them out to a cold audience even, because at that point, I don't care so much about getting the opt-in is because I care about getting them to actually go through the content, because if they go through the content and they participate in the challenge, they're going to be more likely to buy my course at the end of it. And so during that phase, and by the way, I keep my enrollment form closed during the challenge because I want all of the focus to be on actually doing the challenge. And again, it's building the excitement and anticipation for the course, which is going to be opening up right after the challenge is done. And what that does is that it gets people so excited, especially as they start getting results from your challenge, that they're like, I cannot wait to join your course. Is there any way I can get in now? Like who else? Like I had people in my group saying, who else is just like sitting here watching the clock, like impatiently waiting for the course to open up? Like I want to be in. And that's such a different dynamic than just having it open at any time and saying, maybe I will, maybe I won't, I don't know. Like to have people actively going into your community and talking about how excited they are about the fact that you're going to sell something to them, it's awesome. It is a total game changer and it totally changes the entire mood. Plus, the really cool part about this is then when people ask about the course, 
You can tell them all the details and say, oh, it's not open now. You can't buy it. You got to wait. But here's the information. So it feels so much less salesy because they know you're not pressuring them to buy right now because they can't buy right now. They got to wait a few more days to buy. And so I do keep that closed. I'll talk about that phase in a moment. But this phase during the challenge itself is all about getting them to do the challenge. So all my emails are about getting them to come back to the challenge. There's lots of reminders. There's lots of messages via ManyChat. There's lots of Facebook ads. Everything switches from building anticipation and getting them to opt in to getting them to actually do the challenge, to show up and participate in the Facebook group, and to really get results from it. Like all of our actions go into helping them do the thing. And pretty much all of our communication is about going and then participating and engaging in the challenge. In fact, we even, because we do the three videos where, you know, one and two are all about giving them the information they need so that they can do the challenge well, which if you didn't hear the podcast part one of this series, it's two podcasts ago, go listen to it. And I talk about this in detail. But before I send out an email reminding people about that final video, which is where they take action, they take the script I give them and they learn how to post it so that they can book the clients that they want to book. Then what I do is I have my content assistant, Laura, she actually creates a summary of the first two videos And we send that out via email in the morning. We say, hey, even if you missed the first two videos with all the information in it, here they are in a PDF summary as cliff notes so that you can still come to the video today and you can do the challenge with us. You can do this over the weekend with us. So it basically gets rid of any excuses that they have like, oh, I haven't watched the first two videos. So, you know, I can't do the challenge. It's like, no, here's the cliff notes. It's two pages long and it's an outline. Get the main information you need. You can always go back and watch more of it later, but get the big stuff and then join us for that third video. So we make it as easy as we absolutely possibly can for them to participate and engage in the challenge. Because if they don't do the challenge, they're not gonna have the same experience and they're not gonna be nearly as likely to sign up for my course as if they actually participate in the challenge. So just to review, phase one is the anticipation building phase, and that's everything that happens before the challenge to build anticipation about the fact that it's coming, to keep them excited once they've signed up for it and like looking forward to showing up for it, and to get them to sign up for the challenge itself, okay? So then phase two is when you're doing the actual challenge, the entire focus changes from it building anticipation and getting the opt-in to getting them to actually do the challenge. That's far more important than getting the email. Now you can build in ways to do that, like for me, I tell them if they want to get the script, the word for word script that I'm giving them to use, they do need to sign up via email. And so we we set it up so that if they sign up after seeing video three and they hadn't before, it takes them directly to the script. Like they don't have to go through everything, but we still got the email from them to make that easy. So everything is all about consumption in that second phase. And that phase lasts during the time of the challenge. And then at the end of the challenge, which for me is on Monday, when I do the celebration video, we switch from consumption to conversion. So at this point, what we do is everything, we open up the cart so they can enroll for the course. And we do this for four days. And all of our efforts are about getting them to sign up 
for the course. So this is when we start to sell. And this is when all of our emails switch to talking about the course and about why they should do it. You know, busting hesitations, sharing case studies, all the stuff you normally do during an open cart period is what we do during this phase. So all of our ads are now going to retarget the people who did the challenge and who've seen our videos or visited our sales page to get them to come back and buy. And everything is revolved around getting the conversion. So it really genuinely changes how you act. So when you have these three phases in mind, it really helps you understand how to run a launch. So for example, let's say you want to run Facebook ads, but you don't know what to run, like what to say. So during the pre, like before your challenge starts, your ads can start building anticipation for the upcoming challenge and encourage them to sign up for it. And then you can even have more ads that only show to the people who've already signed up, just reminding them that it's coming, that shares case studies or exciting stuff about if you've done this before. Like I have tons of testimonials from people who've booked clients using this 1K Weekend Challenge that I can, you know, like even some video stories that I can use to retarget to those people who signed up to get them really excited about what's happening and to help them remember that, hey, this is going to start on this date. So be ready to join that. So phase one is all anticipation. Phase two is all about consumption. So during that time, all of my ads switch to getting, like drawing them back to get to the challenge videos themselves. So I may run ads saying, hey, have you checked out video one of the 1K Weekend Challenge? It's ready to go. Come watch it here. Or I can actually advertise video one since I do them on my Facebook page live. I can advertise that video itself right to the people who are signed up for it. And so the only side note with that is that Facebook has changed how long it takes to approve their ads, or at least we found a huge delay. They switched. It was taking us a few days to get our ads approved. So if you do a live video, you might not get it approved until your challenge is over. So you may want to have a different ad that's ready to go, that's already been approved, that goes to a landing page where you can just embed that video for them so that you know you have it all ready to go. But that second phase, that consumption phase, is all during the challenge itself. And all of your efforts should be to get people to do the challenge. So all your ads go to getting them to do the challenge. I mean, I even do something where I give away a related thing on the videos for anybody who's there live or anyone who shows up to a live rebroadcast later that evening, which I do using Facebook Watch Party. If you wanna know more about Watch Party, tag me in a post in Instagram and I will, um, I'll try and answer that there. And if I get enough people tagging me, I'll do a podcast interview about it because it's incredible. It's so powerful. Oh my gosh, it's a huge needle changer for my launches, but that's beyond the scope of this podcast. We'll leave that there. But I do give away prizes on those to get people to show up live. Even if they just want the prize, the goal is to get them to consume the content. All my ads go to consuming the content, everything. And then that third phase is conversion. So that's when all my ads switch over to conversion. So like when you have these three phases in mind, anticipation, consumption, conversion to get them to buy your course or your product or your service, it makes all your other decisions easy. Because if you're faced with, hey, should we do this or not during the middle of the challenge, you can always ask yourself, will this help more people consume the content? Because that is our number one goal during this phase of the challenge launch. And if the answer is no, then you've got an easy answer. You know, you know to not do this. If the answer is yes, then sweet. If it's no, but it will help with conversion, you say, okay, well, let's do that when the challenge is over and cart is open for our course or product. So, all right, guys, that is the three 
phases that you need to understand in order to have a successful challenge launch. And by the way, it works for non-challenge launches too. You just, oh, it's so, so powerful. It totally transformed everything I do. And if you keep those phases in mind, I know you're going to make better decisions and get better results with the launches that you are doing, whether they're challenges or not. Although I do encourage you to try a challenge if you haven't before, because they are just so stinking effective and they've done wonders for me. Like I've literally tripled, more than tripled what my average launch was by moving to this challenge. And the first time I did the 1K weekend challenge, I went, it did. That was my largest launch by far, by almost double what my highest ever was before then. And that was a long time ago with a lot of affiliates. And so I can't recommend it enough. I think it's really powerful. And I would love to hear about the challenges that you are doing with your launches and products in your audience, right? So join the Facebook group. The link is in the show notes and tell me what challenges you're doing. Or if you have questions about what would make for a good challenge, use that group to post your question and I will be in there engaging. I will answer some questions and let's band together as a community and help each other create super successful challenge launches that are going to sell your stuff. So, all right. That is the end of this three-part series. Would love to know what you think. Leave a review and tell me if this has been helpful for you. If you found this really helpful, I would love it if you'd also share it with a friend, post a screenshot of this on Instagram or Facebook and tag me in it and get the word out for me. I'd really appreciate it. And yes, that's me shamelessly asking for help, but it would be the best way you could possibly say thank you to me if you find this content useful and helpful is to share it with other people. So that's why I ask. In our next podcast, oh, I'm so excited about this one. I was in San Francisco recently for my impact mass. Well, it's not, it's not mine. I call it mine because I'm very possessive of it, but it's the mastermind that I'm in that's led by Stu McLaren. I'm going to share my three biggest takeaways from that mastermind, and you are not going to want to miss it. I pay a ton of money to be in this mastermind. It's very expensive, and you are going to get the top three things I learned from it. So you definitely want to check that out in the next episode. So subscribe so you don't miss it, and I will see you there. Thanks, friends. Hey, real quick before you go, number one, if you thought this episode was helpful and you know somebody personally that would enjoy it, would you send them a link to it? That would be super awesome. But second, if you enjoyed it, I also have a private podcast just for my email subscribers that I think you would really love. Now, you can listen to it on the same podcast player, just like you are this current podcast, but it's only accessible through a unique link that I will send to you via email. Now, this is the behind the scenes look at what I'm doing in my business. It's literally my thoughts about my business casually as I'm thinking about it. So it's not after I've done a bunch of stuff and I've distilled it down to a couple of points and I'm sharing, you know, just the highlights with you. Like this is the stuff in the moment that's working, that's not. Um, I have an episode in there that's all about the problems with my offer. I have things that I've been thinking about in terms of messaging and just all sorts of stuff that's going through my brain as I'm growing this business. And I'd love to share it with you. So if you would like to listen all you need to do is go to gettheprivatepodcast.com, enter your name and your email, 
and I will send it right over to you. You'll get an email with a link that is yours. You can't share it with other people. It won't work for them, but it will work for you. And I know that you are going to love it. You just got to click the link, follow the podcast on your favorite podcast player, and away you go. You'll be automatically updated when there's new episodes. So hope to see you on the private podcast. Again, that is gettheprivatepodcast.com. And have a great day. Thanks for listening.